Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And now we are getting to the Heisman race. And currently for BetMGM, Michael Penix Jr. is a sizable favorite at minus 145 to take home the hardware. Caleb Will. What's wrong with that? (laughs) He's sizable. Okay. Unbelievable, Hawksworth. So ridiculous. Oh, my (laughs) God. Penix, sizable. Welcome back to Metro Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now to talk about who will win the Heisman Trophy. And currently, Michael Penix Jr. is a favorite at minus 145. (laughs) J.J. McCarthy, Dylan Gabriel, co-second favorites at 10 to 1. Caleb Williams went from five to one to start all the way down to 35 to one after USC's loss to Notre Dame. Joe, where would you like to start this conversation? No, you, st- you started, you, you had the tease and it sounded like there is somebody that you circled a few times. You got the highlighter going. I can't wait to hear what I have a guess out of what name uh, you're going to go with. Oh, but, what's but your what guess? You what's your guess? G- give it to me. What's your guess? <sighs> Now, this is mostly based on the tease that you gave, You went to the break. And I remember having an extended conversation about it maybe a couple months ago. Yeah, about a couple months ago about J.J. McCarthy. I wonder if he's compiling the numbers, but just thinking about the upcoming schedule. And yes, not playing top-tier competition, but they're still undefeated. There's a very good chance that Michigan ends up in a playoff. So uh, I was thinking mm-hmm. McCarthy was on your mind. McCarthy is someone I wanted to bring up in terms of Ah. top total EPA leaders. McCarthy, Mm -hmm. Dylan Gabriel, Michael Penix Jr. But there's someone I think has a lot more value than any of these. And he is a quarterback for a team that currently leads some power rankings right now, including Kelly Fords, who we have the utmost respect for. Kyle McCord from Ohio State at 50 to 1 has a path the Buckeyes host Penn State they go to Wisconsin and then later they are at Michigan Ohio State is playing really really well right now in part because of Kyle McCord's play so is the possibility out there I mean look in terms of advanced numbers he's not quite at McCarthy's level right now or Dylan Gabriel's level right now but he is close and it might be close enough to where if the highlight reel is super-duper impressive against really good competition, not to mention Ohio State, say, runs the table, makes it to the playoff as the Big Ten champion, if that happens, I want that 50-1 to ticket, Joe. I know some Ohio State fans that bet on McCord preseason at a worse number than what's currently available. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. That I mm-hmm. guess the reason is they're they're saying that we have more top tier quarterbacks than we thought we had going into the season because they're sitting at six and zero, and you know, they've taken care of just about everybody outside of the Notre Dame game. Now they haven't played anybody yet. We, we know the story. The McCord, it's a timely conversation because if you think they're going to win this week, yeah. you should bet on McCord. You should bet on them right now. Cause what's that number? If they take down Penn state this weekend um, and then they don't play another ranked team until the last game of the year, we know which one that one is at the big house and if he has a performance there can he pass all these people can he pass um the the number of touchdowns 
is way behind all of these other players, other quarterbacks that could make the playoff. That's a little bit of a concern. The completion percentage way down. Like, what are they going to be valuing the most? We know team success is far and away number one. But what do they look at second, third, fourth as potential tiebreakers? That's what I'm always struggling with. But, hey, is in the Big Ten, if they run the table just by being the quarterback of this team, it'll be on the short list. And if you're paying attention, what's happening with Ohio State is these other offensive pieces – uh, excluding Harrison, keep going down. Like, they were down three, their top three running backs on Saturday. And I know it was mm-hmm. Purdue, but like it still just didn't matter. It's plug and play with that team. One that I was looking at, and I just don't know if I'm going to get involved in this market at all, be just with the way Pendix is playing. And I think it's going to be hard to catch up to his numbers. But Jordan Travis, he threw for 284. He had a touchdown, no picks, but it was against Syracuse. So he's going to have to, they're going to have to run the table. They're going to have to finish undefeated. But if he can start to, you know, put up those kind of numbers and performances like he just did. Uh, He's going to have to have big outings uh, against Duke, Miami, Florida, but at 12 to one, Jordan Travis could be worth a look. I wonder too, when we're talking about potential talent in the NFL, how much that matters, because certainly, you know, touchdowns, Mm -hmm. advanced metrics, those things uh, are taken into account, no doubt about it. But I do wonder if say, something that voters do consciously or otherwise, they sort of imagine, okay, here's a phenomenal quarterback who had a great year. What's he going to be like? Are we going to be talking about him forever? And we want to give him the hardware now to where in the future, we're going to look back, you know, five, 10 years from now and say, you know what? We made the right decision because look at all the great things that he's doing in the NFL. I wonder if that's part of the equation in some way. Sure. Yeah, I think it has to be. Just there's so much attention, the NFL and, and draft. Is, like that, it's not supposed to seep into it, but it does. But it does. It's out there. It does. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think voters also don't want to look back and say, ah, uh, that guy was a complete bust in the NFL. Should we have given him the Heisman? Maybe it would look Johnny better Manziel. if we went somewhere else. Yes. Uh, who was the, the Oklahoma former quarterback that never made it? White. Oh, this is going to Jason White. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And I think we knew at the time, like this guy's not going to make it at the next level. But he was so good in college, mm-hmm. like it didn't matter. Tim Tebow, like nobody else was going to win it. But mm-hmm. it just kind of doesn't look right, right? I think they do want it to be a successful player at the next level. So it is part of it. Um, okay, I'm glad you brought up Kelly Ford's ratings because that's where I started with the team success and and playoff chances mm-hmm. and all that. And the McCord case is, okay, yeah, Ohio State fifth. But right next to Ohio State, team that lost on Saturday, but it was a close game. Does Bo Nix have a chance? Kelly Florida has him as a 33% chance of making the playoff. And Bo Nix is 30 to 1. He has seven, no, 18 total touchdowns on the year, nearly 80% complete. Like, can they run the table? And then he make they make the the Ducks make the playoff, and Bo Nix win this award. Yes, they can run the table. 
No, I don't think he can win the award because Oregon has been missing explosive plays pretty much all season long. Like the reason why that completion percentage is so high is because they're short throws. And then the yards Mm -hmm. after catch is such where the ducks go nuts later. And I would argue if say explosive plays are a little bit more part of the arsenal, I think Oregon wins that game against Washington instead, you know, it, yeah, it was, you know, the fourth down decisions, all that stuff, but explosive plays have been missing from that offense And it's crazy because the offensive numbers are very much in favor of Oregon, but I want to see Bo Nix throw the deep ball a good bit more so that that highlight reel looks a bit more impressive. But until that happens, Oregon can run the table, but I don't think Nix would be taken seriously, Aaron. Well, would Nix, would Oregon had to have beaten the Huskies? Right. Like if he would, what would his odds be if Bo Nix and Oregon beat the Huskies last week? Would he oh, be the favorite? Yeah. Who is a favorite? That's the thing. I don't know if he would be the favorite. Like, I mean, maybe he would, he would be, be, but not to the extent that Penix is like M- McCarthy no. and Gabriel would be probably taken even more seriously than they already mm. are. Okay. Okay. I want to, what, what other quick thought on, on the Ohio state front? It can this so anybody with any sense knows that Ohio State's best offensive player is not the quarterback, but for the most part, it's a quarterback award. But it's not to the level of court of quarterback for NFL MVP, agree? Because we just saw Devontae Smith win it, right? Mm -hmm. So, could we have a 2020 situation like okay, Ohio State's in the playoff, they end up getting they have a contender because they're in the playoff. But we all know that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best offensive player on that team. He's 80 to 1. Like, I, I wonder, would, would voters prefer to go with McCord over Harrison? And we've seen it. And he's, he's probably going to be the first um, non-quarterback drafted, too. Mm-hmm. I just think with so many good quarterbacks... In this class, I don't think they're going to go elsewhere for the Heisman, right? That's a good point. But do they yeah. cancel each other out in some way? Is that a possibility this year where, yeah, we have a lot of really good ones, but is there one who stands out? I, I don't hate the Harrison idea, <laughs> though. There is one player, and I'm glad you brought this up, Joe. There's one player who's not a quarterback who I think we need to be taking seriously. Team success mm-hmm. isn't quite there, but the numbers – this guy has lapped the field in total EPA among wide receivers for collegefootballdata.com. And his name is Malik Neighbors out of LSU at 200 to 1. This guy has 52 catches, 860 yards, and seven touchdowns. And it's October right now. Ooh. He is lapping the field at this position, and it's 200 to 1. He comes from the program that brought us Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase at the same time. We have been focusing so much on Jaden Daniels that we have not taken Malik Neighbors as seriously as perhaps we should be. And if LSU runs the table and wins the SEC championship, I want that Malik Neighbors ticket. Huh. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that would be that'd be impressive. That'd be the guy. That'd be the guy down there to, yeah, that people would bring up. It's interesting though, because I remember Brock Bowers before he got injured was getting all this yeah. Heisman talk love. Which was silly. That was yeah. silly. Right? 
I think it's going to be. A if there were bets still. to like who would be a finalist, who would go to New York, I would put. Yeah. I would place a bet on Bowers, but him winning would have been really hard. And now with that ankle surgery, it's definitely not going to happen, which is just just awful. Hate that for him. <laughs> this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Brad Powers joins us to share his reaction to the latest Heisman odds and his favorite plays for the coming weekend. That's right here on the BetQL Network.